Joining me this week is Honeymoon Suite guitar player and songwriter, Derry Grayen. Derry, welcome. Thank you. How, how are you? I am doing well. Uh, you know, all things considered, I'm calling from Ontario and, and you are in Illinois. Um, yes, sir. So we're, you know, a, a matter of hours apart. Um, but these days in two different worlds, but I won't even go into that, my friend. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about was Honeymoon Suite has a new single, uh, forthcoming album. Uh, can you tell us just a little bit what's going on with the band? Well, we're not on the road, that's for sure. Um, that whole, the whole, you know, year has been blown out, but we right. all know the reason for that. So we're all, um, you know, hanging out at home. And um, we started a new album about mm, about a year ago this time. Um, and um, and we've been re kind of recording it uh, in bits and pieces down in uh, in Nashville. And then we've moved over to uh, England about six months ago because our producer's over there now. Um, Johnny and I going back and forth, um, finishing the overdubs. Long story short, the album's probably about 90% done. Um, and we came back in February and then the pandemic hit. So we're uh, kind of on hold to to be this close to done, but we can't really do anything uh, till, you know, till we can travel. Uh, but in the meantime, we did manage to record enough tracks to uh, release uh, a couple of songs. So we released uh, two singles in the last six months. Uh, Tell Me What You Want, it was the first one. And then uh, a few months ago, uh, Find What You're Looking For is the new single in Canada. And the thing is just doing gangbusters. It's, we're, you know, we're back on the radio. We're actually charting uh, again in Canada for the first time in a really long time. People love the song and um, that's what's going on. Just kind of lucked out. It happened totally organically. And it's, uh, it's a really nice thing to happen uh, during this downtime for us, you know, to get, get some momentum going till we can back out there and play. And I'm excited to get, uh, get more songs out there. Oh, that's great. That's, I mean, congrats. And that's a really positive outlook because I'm sure it, it, it's also equally frustrating, right? Because you probably want to play. You've got some great new music. Um, I listened to the latest single and it's great. I, I'm not surprised why it's charting. Um, so what was that? When did you sort of get the news that, that you know, you, you guys are on the charts again? Well, um, what happened was um, it was kind of a fluke that we i think we put it we released it and we have a friend uh out west um a guy that w was involved with one of our our festivals a few years back we helped him out he was in a jam for a band and we came in and and saved the day for him so um he felt he felt really um you know um not indebted but he just appreciated that we really helped him out so he heard the song and this this same guy is involved with a string of radio stations out western canada and his name is Kurt Levens, I think. And I think he's a program director or he's, he does something like that. So as a favor, he said, look, I'm going to I'm going to load your song up. I'm going to send it out to my stations and, and have them at it, which he did. And all the stations added it and started getting some traction and some airplay. And uh, then it started charting. So it was very organic in that way. And uh, we really appreciate that he got the ball rolling. And now it's um, picking up traction and momentum across the country and i think just people just like the song because i think it's a great song and it fits in with you know what's what else is going on there and rock radio and uh wow it's really it's really exciting yeah and i think that's one thing that's really cool about uh your band's sound is that you know there was always a bit of, of obviously rock but there was always a, a new wave influence there and 
you know, uh, that's, you know, it not only is it a great song, but those sounds are still really popular right now. You know, um, you, I'm hearing a lot more of that kind of 80s sound in, in music on the radio. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, especially, I mean, even in country music, uh, there's so much 80s. Uh, you know, for example, country music uh, last little while has really gone rock and, and, and 80s sounding. You know, I think after the 90s, I think people wanted to, uh, to, to be happy again and to hear uplifting music. And that's so why our, our songs have withstood the test of time, you know, they're still getting airplay after what, 30 something years. But the, I don't know, I can only speak for a Honeymoon Suite and our brand is just, you know, uh, melodic rock, big choruses. Johnny's still singing great, and um, we're staying true to our brand. It's it's just a song that, again, it's got the big uplifting chorus. It's got a great message, especially for these these times, and it all. But it, at the same time, it doesn't sound dated. We've got a a guy named Mike Crumpus who we're working with. He's our producer. He's actually a Canadian guy from uh, Toronto and uh, grew up listening to our band. He knows our sound, he's a fan. But he's also has his ear to the ground, he produces a lot of new pop stuff in that, so he's very hip to uh, all the new sounds and, and production techniques. So he took uh, what we had and he kind of updated it and made it very cool. You know, and speaking of, of brands and having that sound, because yeah, you couldn't put it better, uh, it, it really sounds genuine. It sounds just like you guys have sounded, right? Um, and I really noticed that right away when I listened to it. And it's great production, too. Um, you know, for yourself, you know, in the early days of, of Honeymoon Suite, what, what was the kind of music you were into? I mean, this is what, late 70s, early 80s before you joined. <laughs> what were you doing? What were you really into at the time? Um, well, early 80s, when I first joined Honeymoon Suite, um, you know, we were doing a lot of cover songs. But um of those, you know, there's a lot of bands. I mean, I'm a big Van Halen fan. Um, my favorite guitar player is Richie Blackmore. That's who I started listening to when I was a kid when I first started uh, playing guitar. All the Deep Purple records, I love them. Alice Cooper, Santana. I mean, if you're talking about growing up, those were my biggest influences. But in the 80s, I mean, Van Halen came along and just put so much humor and, and innovation back into the art of guitar playing that it was exciting to listen to him play. And that, that band was just so refreshing when they came out. Uh, you know, Billy, uh, Billy Idol, and uh, there's just so many great, great 80s bands that came out. You know, they had great guitar players. Uh, just stuff that was, for me as a writer, I just like bands with great songs. Yeah, and, and, and you know, you, you guys started in and around Ontario, what, London, Toronto, areas like that. Did you have to? Do covers all night? Was it three sets or like how did yeah. that was? Oh, the... Yeah, sometimes it was five sets, man. Like uh, if you were a, a cover band in the early 80s in Ontario, then you would do these six nighters, you know, you'd go up to Sudbury for a week and then over to Capuscasing and then on to Elliott Lake. This would be your tour, you know, you play Monday to Saturday, uh, three sets a night, usually sometimes more, all covers. And then you do a matinee on Saturday. It was brutal. But um, that's just what you had to do to make your, your $200 a week. But at least you were working, you know. But at that time, when I first joined with Johnny, I had a few songs. And one of them was New Girl Now that he really liked. So we learned a few of the, the songs because we wanted to be an original band. And we started sneaking them into the set. 
we just didn't announce them. You know, we'd play a Billy Idol song and then we'd play New Girl Now. And nobody knew the difference. They just thought it was just another cover song. So that's how we kind of got going as an original band and kept working. Yeah, and I, I've, I've heard some very similar stories um, um, from Canadian musicians and from that time. And, um, and so how does it happen then that you go from cover band to original act? How does that happen? You just book original shows and off you go? Or how does it? No, no. I mean, with, with us, it was the Q107 Homegrown uh, contest that really kind of changed uh, the landscape for us. We, um, we had a day off in, uh, between six nighters. We came home on a Sunday and we went into a studio, a little demo studio in our producer's basement, and we cut uh, New Girl Now and Funny Business and Face to Face. I think three tracks that ended up on the first album. But we did a little uh, eight-track demo of New Girl Now and, and the, Q, the Homegrown uh, thing was happening at the time so that's that was one of the places we sent the song and I mean we sent it around to the labels as well but it went to the homegrown uh, contest and um, people just loved it it won uh, the contest that year I think in 82 or 83 um, got started to get airplay and again uh, some some you know a buzz around town about the band so that brought the labels out to our gigs and um, eventually, We of Canada signed us uh, to a deal based on New Girl Now and a few other songs. Uh, you know, we just uh, the timing was just right. And uh, we went in and cut our first record like in two weeks in Toronto. Uh, it came out, went double platinum and just, man, it just exploded. Plus, we had the help of Much Music, too, and MTV, which was just starting up at that time. So videos... Uh, were the thing as well, where they were probably half the reason of our success. Just timing, just so many great things happening at once, you know, and we jumped on it and we got really lucky. Yeah, I think I think it was a, a great time, you know, and I've, again, a lot of people reference much music and or MTV and the help that television brought in, in that early 80s scene. And, you know, and in Toronto and, and Vancouver around that time, it was really exciting. You know, there was a lot of bands coming out from both of those cities and across the country, right? Um, yeah. We had, uh, you know, and I think there was a little bit of a wave in the early 90s, too, where there was a lot of good stuff happening. And then, in my opinion, things just were never quite the same. You know, as, what do you think it's like now uh, trying to get to get signed or, or to get known? It's, it's different, obviously. I don't know. I don't think I'd want to be a baby band right now because it seems that um, there's so much content out there, so much music, because everybody's recording at home. And anybody can put out a song or, a, or an album. It's hard to get heard above all that noise, you know. And there's so much pop on the radio, which isn't bad, but I just don't think there's that much rock that, that's going on that's really popular. Um, so, gee, I, I don't know. I think a lot of these kids, they're YouTube sensations and, you know, they get all these views. But you still have to have enough um music to sustain a career and for me it was always being in a band and playing live like we did it old school we got our band together and we played the crappy hotels and we lived together and we worked hard for a couple of years just living on the road eating you know mac and cheese but that makes for a really good solid band and we honed our show and we were a great live band so to me if i was telling a kid i'd say man you know get yourself a great singer You've got to have a singer and a front man, that voice, and you got to have great songs. Put your band together and get out there and play in front of people and don't sit in your bedroom. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And for you, you know, you've written a lot of the songs, primary writer for the band for years. And what's your process? You're, you're obviously a lead guitar player, but you write songs too. So what's the order? Different kinds of order, lyrics, words, melodies, guitars. How do you approach it? There's really no rules. I think with me, I just pick up my guitar and I play every day and I just noodle and I just mindlessly kind of play and riff and out of that a, a riff will start or a chord progression and then over that I'll hear a, a melody uh, like a top line which is really catchy and then from there the lyrics usually follow off of that just mumbo jumbo out of my mouth or something that like a catchphrase is all I need to to start a song if I get that little catchphrase there that might be the hook of the chorus then I know that's right, and I'll sit down and I'll, I'll build the verses around it. Once I have the subject, then I just think on it, and I, I write the lyrics around that and build me a song, and I try and do it quickly, because those are the best songs, the ones that I think that I don't labor over and I do quickly. If I get frustrated, I put it away and move on and come back later. I was just going to ask you that. What was the... What was the fastest one? What was what one just came together real quick? Uh, probably New Girl Now, uh, if I recall. I mean, I wrote that a long time ago when I was in college, when I was like 21 or 20 years old and I was sitting in, in my kitchen in uh, London, Ontario, where I was going to school. And um, I just started playing the riff, you know. Uh, I was really listening to uh, The Cars were big then, the first Cars or second Cars album was out. Um, and I love that sound. So New Girl Now sort of is influenced by that. Um, once I had, I got a New Girl Now over those chords, then the rest just kind of came to me without thinking, just stream of consciousness, you know? Sometimes they come like that, just I'll write down words that are pure nonsense, but then I'll come back later and go, well, they're not so bad. <laughs> and coming back to the band, um, so obviously you guys are just kind of playing like all of us, a little bit of a wait and see kind of game right now, right? So, how are you just in contact with the guys and with your manager and just waiting to see? Yeah, it's all it's all we can do. Um, it's like I said earlier, all this uh, radio stuff and the single and that um, is really nice to kind of fill the void. Um, and we're all waiting like everybody else. I'm talking to my agent every week. Um, there's a few kind of attempts at gigs, these drive-in things. We're getting come some offers, right. but we haven't taken any yet because it hasn't made sense. We may not uh we may not play till you know next year, a year from now, or maybe ten months from now, which is really hard for me to fathom. I'm gonna go nuts, but as soon as we can, you know? Listen, Derry Grant, honeymoon sweet guitar player, thanks so much for joining me. Um we're really looking forward to uh, hearing the rest of the album and, and hopefully in whatever form it's going to be, uh, we'll get to see you guys playing live uh, ASAP. Yeah. Thanks hopefully. again. Sooner than later. Thanks. Great talking with you.